Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. This is Hush Money, a show about all the money subjects you're too uncomfortable to talk about. But we're not. I'm Nicole Lappin, money expert and author of the books Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch. And I'm Jason Pfeiffer, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And we believe if you don't talk about money, you're never going to make any of it. So let's start talking. Each episode, Nicole and I will debate a tricky question about money and then bring in a celebrity judge to decide who's right. So let's get uncomfortable. Hey, Nicole, when is the last time you gave someone a gift? That's a weird question. Um, I gave my girlfriend flowers. I gave somebody I just had a meeting with flowers. I give gifts all the time. Why? flowers. Lots of flowers. When was the last time you gave someone a gift? I, I honestly, I cannot remember. I, I mean, I guess my parents' anniversary was recently, but my sister bought them something and I just Venmoed her half the cost. But here's the thing, because I know you really love giving gifts. I want to see what you think about a woman who hates receiving gifts. Ooh, this sounds awful. Okay. All right. So meet Mary. I want people to give me gifts that I like but I don't want them to spend more on gifts for me than I would have spent on the same gift for myself. Wait, I didn't totally follow that. Right. What she's saying is she doesn't spend a lot of money on herself, so she doesn't expect other people to either. She doesn't want them to. So, for example, recently her husband bought her tickets on Broadway, which cost $300. He thought it was a nice surprise, but she was like, no, sell these tickets right now. Um, I just didn't want the money to be, like, wasted on me, essentially, where I, I could have been just as happy spending the night with him watching Netflix, and that's, that's free, thanks to uh, a remote cousin. <laughs> well, yes, everybody has that remote cousin, uh, but this isn't really about gifts here. It just sounds like this woman is cheap. No, 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 no. This is about gifts. I mean, she's also cheap, but this is about gifts. For example, there was this one time where her husband bought her a beautiful new dress. And it was a perfectly nice dress, but it was more than I would have spent on it. And so I felt bad that I didn't love it, but I wasn't going to return it. I just felt kind of like guilty about the whole thing. And you might wonder, how deep does this go? I'm sure even if I wasn't, you're going to tell me anyway. <laughs> um, it goes as deep as her wedding ring, which she thinks <gasps> costs too much money. I would never spend as much as, I don't know exactly how much it cost, but I know whatever... It cost was probably too much for the joy that it gave me. I think, you know, had it had it been like secondhand and cubic zirconium, it would have made me just as happy as what I now have on my finger. All right. Now I'm just sad for her husband. But I think this is an important perspective. She is happy with what she has. And these gifts just don't have a place in her life. Like they feel like a burden to her. Like, like she has to accommodate these things or she has to show appreciation for something she's not appreciative of. And there are a lot of people like her, including, I should say, me. So now, Nicole, I offer you a big, bold statement. If they want, people should be able to opt out of gifting entirely. No, that's ridiculous. Gifting is a wonderful thing and it brings people so much joy. You can't tell people to not have joy and stop gifting. Well, maybe so, maybe not. But that is what this episode is about. So here is what we're going to do. You and I are going to debate the pros and cons of unfettered gifting. Oh, God. And then, as always, we're going to bring in a celebrity judge to decide who's right. And in this case, it's Andrew Zimmern, host of Bizarre Foods on the Travel Channel, who I know has some very strong feelings on the subject. So, you ready, Nicole? You understand that no matter how this turns out, I'm still going to get you gifts, right? Uh, we'll see about that. All right, here we go. Hey, 
Okay, Nicole, so we have very different feelings on gift giving. There's a lot of questions, but we are going to narrow this one down to this. Can you bow out of the gift giving process? By which I mean, you're making a face. But here's the thing. I do not like getting gifts. It creates an obligation. And so what I'm saying is that if I get a gift, but I have informed people that I'm not into gifting, I owe you nothing. I don't expect anything when I give gifts. Well, I you're actually, not getting anything. But I love giving gifts. If you want to opt out of giving me gifts, Jason, that's just fine. But you cannot tell me to opt out of giving you gifts because I'm just going to shower you with them whether you like it or not. And it makes me happy. So this is very interesting because gifting is giving and giving is giving. And yet the thing that you just said twice was that it makes you happy. It is a selfish act. And that is the thing that drives me crazy about it because getting a gift feels like an expectation has been handed to you that I have to reciprocate in some way. And I don't know how to do that. So what you're saying basically is that you don't like giving gifts. No, I don't. I don't. But I also don't like getting them. I don't like any part of it. It's so, you're like screwed. What? No, 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 no. I love people doing nice things. I love to do nice things for people. I don't like I the, the, the productizing. So like it. your love language is definitely not gifting. Right. What, what does that mean? What is so, a love like, language? So like there's five love languages, right? There are five of them? I think there's five, right? So it's gifting. French, Italian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch. So like with your okay. wife, you don't give her any gifts? And she doesn't give you gifts? Like, how does that work? So I do with my wife because I feel obligated. (laughs) Can I be anonymous on this show now so she doesn't have to hear that? I feel obligated. I I can't be the jerk who doesn't give his wife a birthday gift. I got to give her a birthday gift. But you're not giving her, like, flowers just on a random Tuesday because she's so awesome and gave birth to your two children. No, but you know what I do do? I get up at six in the morning with them so that she can sleep. Okay, so then your love language is acts of service, right? So that's like an act of service. So you show Jen you love her because you do that for her. It's not through like giving her flowers or, you know, whatever, telling her, sending her sonnets. Right, right. I'm No sonnets. (laughs) I'm terrible at sonnets. I think... I have a gift-giving problem. Like, I actually think I need an intervention. We are so different in so many ways. But I love giving gifts. Like, I, and I don't expect anything in return, but I come up with the most random gifts after meetings that I go to. Like, one time I had a meeting and we spoke about cat poo coffee. Did you know that was a thing? No. It's like, Like, it's coffee made out of cat poo? No, no, you I mean, like the, there's like possible. Cat, there's like, well, kind of like the cat eats the beans uh-huh. and then like poos out the what? beans and then they're cleaned and that's and like the most expensive coffee. Out of this? Yeah, so there was a Times article and I had this meeting and we talked about it and so as a follow up, it's really hard to get guys gifts. By the way, never never get me coffee made oh out my of poo. God. <laughs> Fine. That we can make a deal on. But like alcohol is typically a good thing, but then you don't know if people are sober or whatever. So it's a little dicey there. So I had my assistant at the time send, like, figure out how to find this cat poo coffee and send him over a bag of cat poo coffee. And I thought it was like, I was listening, I was being thoughtful. I've also sent somebody a box of Argyle socks when Uh we talked about that in a meeting. And so I thought that that was a nice touch. I go 
crazy with the gift giving. First of all, can I just say that the phrase, I had my assistant track down (laughs) the poo coffee is really one of the greatest things I've ever heard you say. Okay, with that caveat, Nicole, here is what I want you to think about. Next time you go on a buying spree, ready? Uh Uh-huh. According to a survey by Harris Poll for SunTrust, 69% of Americans would prefer to give up gifting on the holidays. Did you know that? That's not true. 43% of them said they feel pressure to spend money on things that they can't afford, which is pretty interesting. I mean, I actually don't even have a problem giving money as a present. So if it's like the the freaking out Mm -hmm. over returning stuff. Yeah. Um, which I've done, by the way, and I've sold stuff. And I like, I don't, I'm not mad about it. Like if somebody, if I give somebody the cat poo coffee and he wants to sell it on eBay, like God bless him. But he knows that I was thinking of him and, you know, I got my message across. But I think too, you know, if you are on a budget and I talk about this uh, over the holidays too, when people are like, I blew my budget over the holidays. And I think if you get a gift card or if you, you know, send through electronic payments or something and you write a thoughtful note, I'm all about the thought. So it's like, hey, Jason, here is four seventy five for your favorite pumpkin spice latte. Mm. Go get it. Oh, what about I like that? that? Because, <laughs> because the result is untraceable. Because I could spend that four seventy five on right. something else and if I, I don't wanted care. to, and I want you to right. be happy. You don't care, and you wouldn't know. Which yeah. I think, because part of the thing that I don't like about gifting, also that I just don't want the stuff, is that I feel obligated to hang on to it. Like my my closet is full of shirts and stuff that people gave me that I'm never going to wear. But here's the other part of what Mary said is like how much she would spend on herself. But how do I know what you spend money on? Like, yeah. how do I know what's a threshold right. of what you spend on I don't your know. shirt that I, you're That was right such now. an interesting thing that she said. But I, I, can, I can sympathize with it because what she, like, Mary has a very distinct... <laughs> very distinct um, idea of what things are worth and like what mm. what should be spent, you know? I just feel like I don't want expensive gifts, said no woman ever besides Mary. Like, and I love Mary, but that is not a thing. Or you know what? Maybe it's more of a thing than I thought. It's or, just or not maybe, my thing. Or maybe um, she just would prefer that somebody spend in a different way. So she needs to tell her hubs, who is like super generous and awesome, like, hey, babe, my love language or whatever is words of affirmation or quality time spent or, you know, whatever. And so maybe they need to have a little kumbaya about that. Yeah, right. That's true. So wait, but then in this case, I would say that she has done that. Like she is clearly communicating over and over again. Jason, I'm not a marriage counselor. Clearly, I have not figured this no. out. I don't know what to I just That's know about fine. the money part. Here's what I, but here's but I but I'm looking to lay blame on somebody. And I then think <laughs> maybe the blame gets laid on the husband. What do you mean? Because it's been communicated to him and yet he is continuing to spend the money. That's, I mean, it's not like he's doing anything wrong by giving her nice No, but but he is violating the contract that I am asking for, which is bowing out of the gift giving process. Oh, my God. This just flashed back to my I've not thought about this in 20 something years. This is. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this is bringing me back. Uh High school. Tenth grade. Gigi. Gigi. Her name Mm -hmm. is Gigi. Was your girlfriend? No, she was this really hot girl in school. And I didn't think that she and I had any kind of interesting relationship. We knew each other. It was a small school. And then one day, out of the blue, she gave me like a 
bracelet or something. And not some wow. bracelet she found on the floor. Like she gave me a box and I opened it and I was like, oh, what do I you got the hot girl. do now? What do That's I do? Now I have to give her something in return. And so I felt like I had to, but I'm a terrible gift giver. And I had no idea what she wanted. I don't know the hot girl. I I don't know the hot girl. Did you make out with her? No. My friend Do you did. think it's because you didn't give her a gift though? No, because I got her a gift, but it was I think I was I think it was a bad gift. What was it? I don't I think I don't remember, like a necklace or something. That's nice. I know, but it was probably a crappy necklace. I didn't know what to get her. Was, was she like, hey, I thought of you, I saw this, and I thought it would look really good on you, or this means something that blah blah. Oh, I can't remember because I was too panicked. Right. I don't know so what the hell she said, said. Like, hey, you know, I thought of you when I was on vacation, whatever it was. Yeah. And then you say, thank you, Gigi. Do you want to go out on Friday night? Oh, that, yeah, I should have done that. There was no chance that I had the guts to do that. That's what I should have done. But that's why you, sh- her love language is like my love language. It's gift giving. Yours is acts of service. So you could have said like, hey, Gigi, thank you. Now let me wash your car or whatever. <laughs> and then you're squ- you're in your zone and she's in her zone. And then you could have lived happily ever after potentially. Or she would have had a clean car and I would have and then you, gone home alone. Then everyone wins in that situation too. Yeah. So why are we scarred? Are we? Are you feeling better now that you got it off your chest? A little. I do feel like you have given me advice that I wish I could port to my 15-year-old self. Don't we all? Yeah. That's too bad. That would have been a gift that I would have been happy to receive. Ooh. How about that? See, you like gifts. You just don't like thing gifts. You like gifts of advice. You give gifts of... Yeah. I don't... That's funny. I don't think of advice as a gift, but I guess... Do you? Well, you just told me that my advice was a gift. Well... If you consider it that way, then it is. It's your perception is reality. All right. Let's bring a third person in. Andrew Zimmern is a man of many gifts. Oh, yes. He is my punny co-host. I couldn't resist. And he is going to give us the gift of his advice. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after.
Andrew Zimmern is a four-time James Beard Award-winning TV personality, chef, writer, and teacher, and regarded as one of the most versatile and knowledgeable personalities in the food world. He's the creator, executive producer, and host of Travel Channel's Bizarre Foods franchise, Andrew Zimmern's Driven by Food, The Zimmern List, and Food Network's Big Food Truck Tip. And because food is very often given as a gift and it's about community and relationships, we thought that you were the perfect person to weigh in on this subject that is as universal as eating itself. So, Andrew, thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. So, Andrew, you have heard both sides of this. Nicole believes that gifting is a kind of love language and it's a universal way to show your affection. I think that gifting is fine for some people, but a burden for others, including me, and that anyone should be able to opt out of gifting entirely. So you now have a gift to give one of us, which is the gift of being declared right. You don't even want a gift. It's it's the one gift that I will take. Andrew, who's right? Nicole is right. Yay! Um, And and here's why. I appreciate your opinion on this. And a lot of people feel stuck in that same boat that you're in, Jason. That sort of thinking is, I think, works in social vacuums. But (laughs) I think that there's a, a higher purpose that's served here. And one of my... Close friends, uh, Jose Andres, speaks about this a lot, and he's worked very closely with Robert Egger, one of the great community organizers and social justice movers and shakers. And I've read this quote in many of his books and speeches, and Jose cites it often, and it it resonated with me so much, uh, is that giving, at its very essence, is not so much about the redemption of of the giver as it is about the liberation of the receiver. And I apply that to this situation as as well. Hmm. I think that the problem occurs and, you know, Nicole's position was she did not need a gift given in return. Yes. uh, Was that this was about how she wanted to express uh, care for another human being. And in a world where we could all use more care, that we need to cut down on our compartmentalization, where we need to stop and prohibit the the language that limits our contact with other human beings and actually do things to increase that interpersonal relationships, I think there's a higher purpose being served in the act of giving and receiving. I do think it's wrong for people to accept things uh, in just because you're given something. I can't stand people who feel compelled if I invite them to dinner to bring a house gift as if you're like making (laughs) up for it or you have to then return the favor right away. If it's from the heart, that's great. If you happen to be one of those people that loves bringing something, I go to someone's house for dinner. I always bring some food element, some beverage element that I like to create while I'm there. Um, because that's just how I show how I care for other people. I will then add one last thing, which is you didn't know this when you asked me, but I happen to have a, a very, very personal need to share and give with other people um, because it's how I stay healthy uh, emotionally and how I stay uh, free from some of the slings and arrows of, various mental illness uh, diagnoses that I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been blessed to walk through life with. Um, the thing that works the most for me when I become self-obsessed, I have learned 
that the only thing that keeps me free from anger, resentment, jealousy, and fear, the, the true four horsemen, the only thing that has ever worked for me is to get outside of my own head. And the only time I'm actually able to be free from that is when I'm doing something for another human being. And that can be as simple as walking around the office and straightening everyone's desk, Aww. doing it anonymously. That could be pushing in chairs. Sometimes it's gifting someone with a phone call who loves me, but I'm just too busy to, you know, when my parents were alive, um, they lived and died by, you know, the phone call from the son, right? Their only child mm -hmm. as they got on into their golden years. And like many children, I never called my parents enough. Uh, now, I could call my mother 10 times a day. It wouldn't be enough, but I... I started to use as part of my spiritual practice, anytime that I was feeling sort of down, I wanted to do something for another human being. My immediate go-to was call my mom because I knew it would make her day. Mm -hmm. And when you do something for another person, I believe uh, while it is about the liberation of the receiver, I do think that there is a small piece of it that is also in, in, in very, very important ways a way that the receiver is is redeemed. And I think in a world where we don't show enough love for other people, anything that allows us to do that, I think, is a is a plus. So I'm with Nicole. Yay. Man. Andrew, that was very compelling. That was so thoughtful. That was really, really compelling. Can I ask you then, though, what is your message to someone like me or the woman at the beginning of our show who gets these gifts from her husband and feels uncomfortable with them? Um, you know, honesty. It, for, for us, honesty. Honesty, honesty because here, here's the truth. Um, I think that the more you talk with your friends and your family and your love with the people that you interface with the most and let them know that you're not, you're not a gift giver, then they won't take it personally. Maybe you show care, concern, and love in other ways. You know, Andrew, it's it's really interesting listening to all this because it, it makes me realize that actually, and I don't mean to, I am not stealing any any correctness from Nicole here, but actually, you have you have blessed both of our positions here because you're saying that it is it is just fine to be the person who doesn't want to be a part of the gifting so long as they're really open about it, because the thing that you are most valuing here is connectivity. Yes, and I was I was right told. <laughs> I mean, I Nicole, I, I sided with Nicole because her position resonates with me, and that's how I would have answered. You know that I I would I would have There's espoused no that, that position, here, Jason. You you Jason, you yes. asked me a very specific question, which is what should someone like you do? Yeah. So I I I wouldn't quite agree with you that I'm co-signing both positions. <laughs> I've uh -huh. co-signed Nicole's, and I've given you um, some a, advice, uh, a way around, or or maybe I've I've realized because I have a lot of people in my life who come at me with. I mean, I'm gonna give you an example. Whenever I invite people to dinner, I pick up the bill, and a long time ago. Uh, my my ex-wife uh, was just sick and tired of kicking me under the table because I just, I, I wouldn't really notice and and I just, it was too late or I'd give the credit card to the maitre d' when I got up to go to the bathroom in between courses or whatever. And I said, I would say to her, I'd say, honey, what what is, you know, of course I'm, I invited these people to dinner. 
My yeah, father taught I would do the me same when thing. you mm-hmm. when you invite someone to dinner, that's what you do. And my wife pointed out to me, you're taking away their opportunity to share in the meal. You can read other social cues when the meal comes. And if it's someone, you know, if you're taking your kid and his friends to dinner or perhaps, you know, your your buddy that's been looking for a job for three months and you know that he's, you know, living check to check out of the savings account, that's a different story. But to be truly of this world and meet people as equals, you somehow have to stop taking away their opportunity maybe to uh, be the giver. And that really resonated with me. I sat there and I said, wow, I get so much benefit from giving. Every time I do it, you know, maybe someone wants to take me to dinner every once in a while. I was hung up on who gave the invite. Um, You know, life is is an adventure. We just hopefully, you know, close in somewhere near the end on a design for living that really works. Amen. Also, I should just note, I like when people pick up the tab. And the reason is because um, then I can pick up the tag next time. And then it becomes a thing where we're perpetuating the relationship. Let's just play that out a little because it's a great example for the listeners. The, the solution, when you, start to, when you start to place honesty involved and you say, you know something, I'll let you get that, you know, Tom, I'll grab it next time. If you really exactly. mean it and you create a next time and it's someone that you're close with, you then do a situation where you are constantly exchanging gifts, Jason. So I would, nice? I would actually, after hearing that and hearing you truly bear your soul and be honest, mm. I think you are a gift giver. You just don't I, realize it. Yes. Well, then in that case, guys, dinner on me next time. <laughs> okay, yeah, perfect. There, see, how we, <laughs> see how we resolve that? And now, now the two gift givers are off the hook. We're just gonna have to sit on our. We're we're gonna have to sit on our hands. The tables have been turned. Yes. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. See you later, guys. I don't want to gloat, but yeah, I kind of (laughs) do. But wouldn't you like? I mean, you, you know what I loved about. Andrew, is that he also brought in this food perspective. And I think that gives people a lot of pause mm-hmm. when I'm coming over to dinner. Like, don't you like if I bring you a bottle of wine? Yeah, I totally appreciate how gifting can be this bonding thing, especially when it's related to food, because nobody doesn't want good food. Right? And I mean, wine. Like, and good wine. I love his, his message was really like, liberate yourself from that. Like, liberate yourself. It's just about being nice. Totally. If I came over and I brought you some wine, I would totally be cool if you just brought your dope self over to my house for dinner the next time. Like, I'm not expecting you to bring anything but yourself. You are my gift. Your presence (laughs) is my present. Nicole, I feel like we've learned something today. I feel like we've learned that I'm a winner. (laughs) Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wow, the the generosity has disappeared. (laughs) And that is Hush Money. Hey, are you subscribed to Hush Money wherever you get your podcasts? You should be. And please give us a rating, which helps others find the show. It sure does. And if you want to keep up with us on social, I'm at Nicole Lappin. Jason is at Hey Pfeiffer. 
And for the podcast specifically, it's at Hush Money Podcast on Instagram. We've got great people to thank. Our amazing producer is Christina Everett. Thanks also to Mangesh, Hatikador, Will Pearson, Beth Ann Macaluso, and Nikki Etor, and the rest of the great iHeart team. Our sound editing is by Mary Duke. And a special thanks to my badass NBG team, Sabrina Anderson, Megan Nelson, and Kate Garrison. Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 